Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the Life of an Average Joe podcast. I am your host, Brandon Navera. Uh, very excited to be here on the final podcast of 2020. We made it. Somehow, some way, we decided to make it to the end of the year, and I think we survived. I don't know how we survived, but we definitely survived. We definitely didn't survive uh, thanks to our government, but we managed to survive somehow. So, you know, <laughs> 2020 has been a a year of insanity. I mean, I don't have to go through the laundry, laundry list of insane things that have happened in 2020. Things that we didn't think were going to happen. I mean... And everybody, when they look back at this year, they're going to think of COVID-19. I mean, that has been the theme. That has been the mask-wrapped theme around the world of COVID-19. And everything that has gone with that, that has branched off from mandates to lockdowns to semi-quarantines to vaccines to, you know, everything with there, it's just stemmed. It's been like a, a twisted spider web of anarchy. But there's other things that have happened. You know, that, that we forget about, you know, the fires, the, the, the horrible fires in California and Washington. And, of course, the riots and the protests and the horrible things that have happened that we, we still haven't fixed. You know, the George Floyd situation, you know, all these horrible things. And then just on Christmas, the bombing in Nashville that is still under investigation, that even as of today... There was a potential second situation. Now, I don't know the details. I haven't watched the news. I like to avoid the news. So I don't really want to watch it because it's just toxic and it's garbage and I don't ever want to be a part of it again. Um, but uh, I don't ever want to deal with it um, because it's it's just total trash. But... <clears throat> uh, you know, there's things that are going on in this world as we speak that we don't even know of. And there's people that, quite frankly, have, have it worse than we do. But this is, not, this is not a situation to look back at and talk about all the negative things. Because I think we've done that enough. I think it's time to look at the situation and see what we've learned from 2020. What, what did we do right as an individual? Not, not, not as a group of people, humanity, but what did you learn? Because I've said it before, if you can't learn something from 2020, then something's wrong. If you can't sit there and find some sort of, I don't know, positive thing that has gone on this year, then you've missed your opportunity, you've wasted a lot of time. Because it's very easy to get sucked into that negative black hole. It's very easy to look at all the, the things that are just wrong with your life and, and the world and all that. And it is. And I've done it. I've done it. And it's not a good feeling. But I'm here to look at the positives. I know for, I know for a fact that there has been some massive positive things in, in, in this past year for me. Which started off as a, as a dumpster fire a year ago. Or two years ago. But here I am. And one of those things is, you know, the obvious. I've made the finally committed and got 
my act together and got the life of an average Joe podcast off the air. Or, or uh, off the air. <laughs> That'll be after this podcast. No, on the air. And it's been something I've been wanting to do. And I think it would have happened inevitably anyway. But being forced to to be inside or at least not working as much in the beginning. Completely losing my job. Um, being forced to... Really, I'm not seeing my friends up until recently. You know, life as we know it changed. You know, you just weren't even doing the day-to-day stuff that you normally do. I decided to start the life of an average show podcast. And it's growing. I mean, it's not like, you know, some of the other podcasts out there because, you know, I don't have money. But it's growing and I'm excited for the future of this podcast. I know where it's going to go. You know, that's a positive. Getting down to finally getting that book out there which will come in 2020, The Life of an Average Joe, My Life Behind Bars. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's huge. Uh, you know, trash talk, you know, was, you know, I know I'm sounding like I'm plugging my stuff here, but with Stuart Sachs, you know, he came up with the idea for a show called Trash Talk. That was not my idea at all. And he reached out and and I've been blessed to be on it. And, And now we're growing. We've got one sponsor, Patriot Sandwich Company. Those guys have been great. And, we're working on another one. And it's just, there's, you know, the, the possibilities are, are endless. And that would not have happened if the things that went on this past year didn't take place. But most importantly, those are all fun things. Those are all, you know, uh, you know I don't know, just, just fun things. The reality is, there's a lot more than that. I've been able to spend time with Luke a lot more than I would have if those things didn't happen. Now, the price of of losing your job in the beginning of this year or the beginning of of this craziness because of COVID-19, yeah, that sucks. I mean, obviously, nobody wants to lose income and be put in that situation, but I was blessed and taken care of through that from savings. And of course, you know, look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Unemployment. I was on that for a little bit. But I got to spend time with Luke in a way that we both needed. You know, in a way that, you know, he's three years old. So that time's going to go so fast. You know, they grow. And there's going to be a time in both of our lives where we're not going to have that amount of time together. You know, when as he gets older and he gets involved with his friends and schools and college and work and girlfriends and blah, blah, blah. And as my, you know, jobs and things change and I have to adjust my schedule, you know, things are going to change a hundred times. So being able to have this together for us, this moments, these great things, that's important to me. You know, being able and and forced, you know, because that's the reality of it. We were not on some weird quarantine like they were in Italy. Let's just be real. Like I said, when you can go to McDonald's every day or go to Goody Goody or Total Wine and buy liquor, you're, you're you're not on quarantine. You're inconvenienced maybe, but you're not on quarantine. But when you're forced where the parks were closed, the pool was closed, movie theaters were closed, malls were closed... You know, um, traveling wasn't happening. You've got to be creative, especially with a three-year-old. 
So when him and I would sit there in the morning and go, you know, we have goats that live by, our, live by us. They're not wild. They're somebody. They're not just random goats roaming around. I sound like I'm on Little House on the Prairie. But we would go feed the goats. And we'd do that a couple times a week. And then we would continue our walk to the main street and look at trucks and cars. Because Luke is obviously obsessed with cars and trucks. Hence, Toy Cars on the Nightstand. Which you should read. ToyCarsOnTheNightstand.com um, <laughs> But we would look at trucks and just sit there and watch the bulldozers and cement trucks and cranes and, and police cars go by. And, and then we'd, you know, we'd go play some soccer or football. or I couldn't go to the park, so I'd go find an empty field, you know. Or, or even a soccer field that nobody was using. And we'd go play. You know, we couldn't even walk downtown. There was nothing to do. So we just got creative. And then as things started to, to open or slowly adjust, we would adjust. We'd go get ice cream. There's a, there's a frozen yogurt place not too far from me that we really like. And we'd get it, there, we'd get it to go and we'd sit outside at the table because you couldn't sit inside. And we'd eat our frozen yogurt. Um, we made dinner together. We obviously played music. I mean... We did all that stuff, and then we started to, when the state parks opened, we started traveling to the state parks of Texas. So I got to see other parts of Texas that I didn't even know existed. And we went to like six, I think. We even stayed overnight and went camping at one of them. And that's something, those memories and that connection and that bond was brought on by this last year. It's not to say that I wouldn't do that or, or wouldn't have ever thought of that, but it was definitely in my face, and that's something that'll last with us forever. It's more important than a movie theater or, or going to the mall or buying something. You know, and I hope that that sticks with him as he looks back. I mean, he still has no idea, truly, the impact of this past year because he's three. He gets, he understands people are sick, and that's why we wear masks and things like that. But he doesn't know why the parks were closed for so long. He didn't know why the pool was closed. I mean, I ordered a pool for him just so we could do something. Or, or we'd go run in the sprinklers together. But those memories, he's going to look back on and go, man, you know, that year was rough, but I had no idea because my dad really made everything good. And I hope that that's something that carries on with him. You know, after this pandemic passes, and it will, that we go again this summer and figure out new parks to go to, new state parks to go to, new things in Texas to take little road trips on. And as he gets older, we continue to do those things. That's a blessing, you know, and it happened this past year. You know, the other thing is we got to travel in the midst of this pandemic and, and it didn't, and up to the last minute, didn't think it was going to be possible. We got to go back to Michigan and spend, you know, Christmas there. I mean, it wasn't, Christmas officially, but it was Christmas time, and we got to do that. Luke and I got to go and just have a good time. You know, we did the go look at Christmas lights. He got to see Santa twice, although it was very different this year. There are some people that didn't get to do that. He's had a great Christmas with his family. You know, his dad, his mom, his sisters. He and that's that's what matters. You know, that's all kinds of stuff. So to me, having that time and that connection, that was more important than working in 
in the service industry and running a restaurant or a bar. And that's another thing. You know, I've been in the service industry for over 20 years. And this and, and it was forced. I mean, I was forced out because of COVID-19 like so many other people. But I'm out. I'm done now. It made me think so much about what is better for me, myself, and my son, and really my friends, even if they know me. And being out of the service industry is, is the best thing for me. Just the other day, I got a phone call, actually, from somebody who was looking for a GM and wanted to meet. And I turned him down. I didn't even meet with him. And, you know, some of you might be scratching your head and all that, but it was a bar in Dallas, and it's a cool place. I mean, I'll go, I'll go there and hang out. But the idea of running a bar in Dallas during this nonsense... No, I'm out. And it felt good to say no. I mean, I didn't even entertain the meeting because I just know it's not for me. And it felt good to come to that decision after all these years and go, it's time. It's just time to, to be done. And, you know, you got, you've learned a lot. You've had a lot of great experiences. You got a lot of respect for it. But it's time for you to move on at 42 years old. So I moved on. Doing completely different things that I never thought I'd do. And I don't know if that's the end, if this is my career. Who knows? But I learned that it was time to go. And it felt good to finally just say no. Because back in the day, I definitely would have entertained the thought. I mean, who wouldn't sit there and go to a meeting about money and, and a potential GM spot? I would have got excited about it. You know, especially because of the location. But no, I'm out. And it, and it felt good. You know, in the beginning, we didn't get to see a lot of people. You know, nobody knew what was going on. Everybody was kind of, and it's still that way. I don't think people are seeing nearly as many people as they, as they used to. But I was doing these, you know, Zoom calls or house party calls with my guys. And we were all, it was essentially drinking together. We were just having a, a happy hour via Zoom. Um, actually, we used the app House Party. And, uh... It was great because we remain in contact. And these are guys that live, you know, in Frisco, Fort Worth, Florida, Michigan, things like that. Now, recently, we've been getting together. And I just got together with these guys right before Christmas, you know. So we managed to maintain our friendship through this nonsense. Which I know seems silly, but there's a lot of people that haven't been able to do that. You know, um... There's, there's an app called Declutter. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. And it's a cool app, actually. So what it does is, you know, if you've got a bunch of DVDs, CDs, uh, video games, phones, electronics, they'll buy them off you. You scan it, like the barcode on it, if it has it, and it'll tell you how much they give you for it. If it's a DVD, CD, video game, whatever. If you accept their offer... You hit accept and you print up the shipping label, package it up and ship it to them. After they receive it, they'll take a look at everything. If everything's good, they'll deposit your money in your bank account. Done. And then you get rid of a bunch of stuff. So it almost takes like what offer up and five miles and Facebook marketplace, but it leaves the middleman out. You know what you're going to get paid. It's not like you're negotiating. You're trying to sell something for 10. Somebody wants to buy it for two. You know what you're going to get paid. So, it's cool. I've used it because I had a ton of DVDs. A ton. I still have a ton. 
But I realized, you know, with streaming services and all that, I don't need them anymore. So I got rid of a bunch. Now, there's still some I'll keep because they're collector's edition or, uh, you know, good luck trying to find that movie on a streaming service. You know, like, okay, so I got, I got the Godfather's box set, um, which is great on its own. But it comes with all these extra DVDs, and it's got all the screen tests. It's got, like, Robert De Niro trying out for the role of Al Pacino. And it's got, it's got all these actors, you know, Robert Redford's trying out for Al Pacino's role. Like, it's really cool. I'll never be able to find that again, or I definitely won't be able to find it on streaming service, so I kept it. But I got rid of a bunch of them. I'm going to get like 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. And it's, it's out of your life. So you're, you're minimalizing, you're decluttering. One thing that I've done is I've decluttered myself this year. That almost sounds dirty. Um, I've, I've, I've unloaded things that I don't need to carry anymore. Anger, hate, you know, guilt, animosity, things like that. Of course, guilt is always going to be there, but... And I know it's hard. You know, some people might not believe me, and frankly, I don't care. Um, <clears throat> but I have. I've looked inward and and realized it's it's just time to let go. And I think that's a that's an ever going process. You know, that's something that doesn't just stop. I think that you, you know, when you're sitting home, you're out of a job. You're collecting unemployment. Your son's not there, or he's asleep, or whatever. This is just my scenario. You're tired of watching Netflix. You've already binge-watched Tiger King. You just can't take any more Joe Exotic anymore. You can't drink anymore. They got a name for that if you do. You got nothing to do but look inward and think. So you look at some of those things that you're holding on to, like that animosity or frustration or anger, and you just sit there and go, is it worth it? You know, is it worth being angry at somebody that you don't even talk to anymore because all you're doing is giving them power and control over you. And that's one of the hardest things to accept or acknowledge is that you don't need that anger because it's so easy to get caught up in that black hole of everything that's going wrong in the world, in your life, and then you just go down the rabbit hole of darkness and, and it sucks. And I've been there. And we all, we've all been there. But you just look at it and go, you know what, I don't care. Yeah, I might be angry, might be hurt, might be upset about the situation. But I just don't care anymore. And that feeling of not caring, it's not a bad feeling, guys. Don't look at that as a negative. That's a positive. Because when you truly don't care about something, it's got nothing over you. When you're true, and that means you're done being angry. When you truly sit there and you sit back and go, man, I'm over it, I'm good. You're, it, if anything, that pisses other people off because they want to be there or God forbid the person that you're angry with realizes that you don't care anymore. That pisses them off. I let them deal with it. But I've got a job to do, you know? I mean, for my own health and my own sanity, it's good to do these things. It's good to, to remove these you know, things that are cluttering up your soul and your mind. And this year has been trying, you know, emotionally and financially and spiritually and every way possible. But I have a job to do with Luke and I need to teach him how to let go of that anger. And trust me, this kid's got an angry tantrum phase. 
some days I worry about it. Some days I think like, is it too much? Am I doing the right thing? Is, is he going through stuff because of the divorce? I think it's everything. I think it's, he's a three-year-old. He's my son. He's a boy. And I do think some of the, the back and forth, you know, of waking up and not seeing dad one day or, you know, all of a sudden he's with me, you know, five, six days and then he's going to mom's house or all of a sudden they're going out of town for eight days and he doesn't see dad. And I, I, That's going to affect him, but, you know, he's loved, obviously, and he knows that. But my point is, before I go off on that tangent, um, is I have a job to do. I've got to teach Luke that this anger is, is just not worth it. It's, it's not the fuel that you need in your life. You know, that being sad is good, but learning to move past it is important. Because if I can't do that to myself, then I can't teach him that. And that's what I'm here for, is to teach him. It's my best of, you know, best ability I can. Because as he gets older and has to deal with people and jobs and letdowns and, and, and problems, he's going to have to confront those emotions. And he can't carry it with him or it'll drag him down. Well, that's the same thing with me. With anybody, really. So, you know, that's just one of the things that I've, I've learned to declutter over the years besides DVDs. Or over the year, besides DVDs. And I think it's important. You know, it's important to have that reflection and that inward looking and, and, and all that thing. You know, it's a sign of growth in one, one way. And I don't want to use the word maturity because that doesn't make sense. But it is. And that happened because of this year. Would it have happened anyway? Sure. But really, this year made it happen. So, I mean, we can't sit there and look at 2020 and just be angry and hurt and, and mad about the whole thing. Because we're going to carry that into the next year. And I'm sorry to say, guys, the next year is not, you're not going to wake up at midnight and it's going to be better. You know, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but, you know, I just texted my buddy Joey a while ago, and I said, I feel like this whole year has been this, this like, building, building cake bomb, you know, no pun intended, and it's just going to go off. And part of that is the, the added anxiety or the, the you know, the, the gloom and doom or Nostradamus saying we're about to deal with zombies. <laughs> For real, by the way, look up Nostradamus' predictions for 2021. I mean, the guy clearly was like Lady Cleo because if you sit there and you predict something every year, eventually you're going to be right. It's like a weatherman. You know, if he sits there, if the weather guy says, there's a chance of rain today, well, there's a chance of rain every day. There's a 1% chance of rain every day. Eventually he's going to be right. Doesn't mean he's some, you know, psychic. But Nostradamus said there's going to be famine, zombies, so... Maybe we'll finally get them, and they won't be zombie minks. Um, and uh, what else did he say? Oh, an asteroid's either going to hit the Earth or fly close by. Well, that happens on a daily basis, and it just happened. So there you go. Thanks, Nostradamus. Real mind-blowing stuff there. But I'm not trying to be some, some doomsday prophecy guy, but I just you don't wrap up a year like this in a bow and start over. We have a new president, I think. I don't know. Who knows anymore? Who cares? Things change with that, good or bad. You're still dealing with COVID-19. 
You're still dealing with a high unemployment rate. You're still dealing with a crappy economy. You're still dealing with the unrest from George Floyd. Yes, we forgot about that, haven't we? I mean, you shouldn't, but we have. You know, the, the world as we know it is changing. People that are on the upswing are back to work or, or trying to survive or, you know, trying to make their way out of the hole that got dug. That takes time. You know, all these people that were unemployed that all of a sudden got a job again, it's not like everything's taken care of. They're still dealing with the ramifications of, of the late mortgage and rent or bills. I mean, it doesn't just happen overnight. You don't just sign them. You don't just go to work and all of a sudden they give you a paycheck for three weeks. You got to wait three weeks to get your paycheck sometimes. That just puts you more behind. So, you know, even Biden said it's going to be a dark winter. Well, great. I got the freaking Night King coming from Game of Thrones here. He kind of looks like the Night King, by the way. But that's what we got to deal with. I got a president coming in saying it's going to be a dark winter. You know, his slogan... For his presidency, his winter is coming. <laughs> and then I got another president who's going psycho who might pull a Tony Montana on us. Who knows? Meanwhile, we're all suffering. But hey, let's just keep voting and paying for you, you guys to have your houses and your private jets. Joke. Anyway. Um, but if we look back at 2020, let's not look at it as the world is on fire. Let's look at it as... What did we do? What can we take into 2021? Because you can't take all this negative stuff into the next year. It's already going to be there. It's already going to be there. So you got to bring something positive. You know, a lot of people aren't going out this year. There's nowhere to go. I'm not. I got to be honest with you. I'm not even going to be awake come midnight. I mean, unless it's random. Luke and I are having a party. I'm baking a cake like Betty Crocker. We're going to jam out, listen to music. We're going to eat something unhealthy. I don't know what yet. You know, I, don't, I, I typically would do pizza, but I don't know. I kind of want to do something else. Maybe we'll make burgers or something. I'm not sure. We're going to watch a movie and we'll be in bed. Man, I'll probably be in bed by 10. I mean, nobody's getting a, a happy New Year text from me at midnight. And if you do, I happen to get up and get a drink or go to the bathroom. I'm not even doing a champagne toast. I'm not having a beer. I'm not doing any of that. I'm hanging out with my son. He's the one person I want to be with. And, I, you know, don't get offended, guys, okay? But, you know, he's the, he, he's the only person I love. And, you know, that's not true. I love, I love some of you out there. Some of you I don't even like, but continue to listen anyway. Um, <clears throat> but he's the person I want to be with. So I'm going to end the year with a positive note and wake up and have breakfast with my son. That's what I'm going to do. And the bills are still going to be there. And the bank account's still going to have that number, whatever that number is. And work is still going to be there, hopefully. And the problems that were there four hours ago are still going to be there. But I'm going to wake up and have my coffee. Luke's going to have his, his coffee, which is just milk. And we're going we're gonna to eat breakfast and play trucks. And that's how I'm going to go into 2021. And I'll deal with everything else. When he's not around, when he's napping, when he's sleeping, when he's at his mom's house, I'll deal with the rest of the crap. And we'll take 2021 and we'll do the best we can because there's things that just aren't going to change, guys. I hate to break it to you. 
So take something positive. Look, go into 2021 with your fist in the air, marching the streets, ready to go. And a middle finger to the other one. <laughs> Give the finger to 2020. But take the positive. Put it in your backpack and carry that with you. Don't carry the baggage of the previous year. Let it go. All right, this is the last Life of an Average Joe podcast of the year. The last one of season two. We got a lot of new things coming up. You can listen to the Life of an Average Joe podcast on any platform. I want to say thank you to Anchor, Spotify, all you great guys out there, uh, platform people, (laughs) whatever that means. Uh, You can listen to it, so follow up on some episodes. Don't forget to check out Trash Talk every Tuesday with Stuart Sachs and myself. Uh, Again, that's on every platform. That's right here on Anchor and Spotify. Apple, and God knows how many others. You can also watch it on YouTube or, of course, check out Stuart Sachs' website. Uh, just just Google him. You'll find him. Um, and don't forget to read Toy Cars on the Nightstand. I will be back in 2021, folks, the new year. A uh, little preview. We're going to be talking about WWE slash WWF. Uh, meeting the Rock, The Undertaker, Hogan, uh, my short, short stint. As a, as a professional wrestler, or I should say in a professional wrestling organization. And I say that loosely, but fun stories there. Um, got a lot of stuff, working on some new stuff for the podcast. I'm very excited. Plus, I'll have uh, an update on the book, The Life of an Average Joe, My Life Behind Bars. Uh, we've got some artwork for the cover. Super stoked. So uh, maybe I'll give you a little preview of that. But in the meantime, I'm going to take a couple weeks off and get some things done. I'll see you back in the, in the next two weeks. But keep following the podcasts and the blogs and give me your feedback. Don't forget to email me. Follow so you're updated. Share. Thumbs up, thumbs down, all the good things. And just go into this new year, guys. Shake it off. Dust off. Brush your teeth, for God's sakes. Put some deodorant on. Change your shorts. Change your pajamas that you've been sitting in since last February. You look awful. You look like you belong in Walmart. Pull yourself together and let's do this. But uh, we got a new year ahead of us. So from myself, I'd like to say thank you for listening. Have a great and happy, safe new year. And I will see you next year. So from myself and everyone else at the Life of an Average Joe podcast, we are out. Peace.